0: Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain, or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. Trade Afternoons, for McDonald's. The McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Oh yes,
1: hello everybody and welcome to Trade Deadline Day live here from Marvel Stadium as the clock ticks down to the end of the 2022 trade period. 25 players have changed clubs in the past couple of weeks via trade and free agency, but with six and a half hours left in this window. We've got at least maybe 11 players in limbo as the clubs wrestle over the negotiating table. That's the likes of Josh Dunkley, Oli Henry, Rory Lobb, uh, Jager O'Meara and Tom Mitchell from the Hawks, Asava, Radagalia in demand at Geelong, all in the middle of nervous afternoons. And as we told you over at SEN this morning, Hawthorne has a real interest now in Cooper Stevens, Geelong's pick 16 from the 2019 draft, and... I can tell you the interest is mutual. A deal needs to be struck, though, and everything else that those clubs have got going on needs to get done as well in the next half a dozen or so hours. Sam Edmund with you here on Trade Afternoons up until 3 o'clock. And with me is the 334-gamer, the dual All-Australian, the best and fairest winner, Brendan Goddard. BJ, welcome. Sammy, how are you? A bit happening over kind of late Ooh. yesterday, this morning.
2: You're regurgitating a little bit being on... Uh, morning radio, aren't you? But, uh, yeah, happy, uh, happy to be here and talk about... We, we probably won't get, uh, I guess, the the, the rush towards it. The... Normally get on trade day probably happening. Between...
1: I mean, who's to say what's going to happen here? Because I think um, we've got a couple that could go the absolute distance and maybe beyond that. And we, You never hope that's the outcome for a player who wants to change clubs. But as we sit here, I think you've got to acknowledge it as a possibility that one, two, three, whoever it might be, there might be some players who don't get... To where they want to go. So I'm just thrilled to be on air here at Marvel Stadium. I thought for a minute there we, Serge did a magnificent job. We might not have got there. The mic's in the bubble wrap as of 10 minutes ago. But here we are, BJ. So we're on the ground. This is where it all happens. Where so it all happened. We see a few, uh, list managers
2: yeah, and a few, cool. footy clubland people walking through. So we'll do some spotting as we as we go. But maybe I just saw Benny a...
1: can just pluck one from the crowd and pull them over for a chat later on. Separate one from the herd, you reckon? Yeah, like his old, like in his prime. <laughs> uh, Craig Cameron just walked in as well, Gold Coast list, manager. suggesting that he's past his prime. <laughs> oh, I think he's probably past his prime to be honest, but that has made him wiser and potentially more dangerous as well. Um, we've got a bar fridge here as well. Should point out, but uh, it's got a pair of uh, it's got a big fat um, padlock on it too. So have you got any bolt cutters in that Kia Carnival? You got everything else in there? You got a. Pair of cutters I was
2: on the building site this morning, so I could have brought some with me. What are you doing
1: on the building site? Uh,
2: just helping out uh, one of our best mates with his uh, business, Lynch Window Fashions. On the tools? Yeah, if you need some uh, window furnishings. But hang on, Don't be sure. scared to hit us up. Surely you had the covers on. It was absolutely pouring yeah, no, in Melbourne The job just needed to get done this morning, so it's helping out uh, with uh, Anthony in the business side of things. So, oh, have a look at it. Yeah, What's so a bit I'm of cleaning. Clay- I'm on clay- the tools. Or? The country lad from uh, Glengarry finally coming to good use. What, did you have the nail gun or were you old school? No, I was on the um, on the saw today. And saw? Yeah, bit of cutting, measuring. Imagine hands- Measure three times, cut ha- once. Hand saw, I reckon. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the, the bigger fix saw. What is it a Circular
1: saw. Circular saw, yeah. it's one of those.
2: <laughs> all, you are all Lucky over. i to have my
1: ten fingers. <laughs> I know. It's good to have you here, actually, uh, alive and well. And you had another sighting today. And it's rarely, you see a lot of people, because rarely is a morning or an afternoon taken off here on trade afternoons where you haven't come in and said, I saw such yeah. and such. We've had Josh Bruce at the at the car wash. We've had all sorts of incidents at cafes with coffees on well, roofs and wealthy, parking wealthy tickets.
2: football people living in Bayside. Who'd you see this morning. Saw the great man Jason Cripps this morning at the cafe.
1: And, and his position is the Port Adelaide list, list boss, manager, of course, yeah. uh, who's been busy. Who who might be on the podium at the moment for, for the trade period that they've had. Best, yeah. One of. Yeah. I would have them in the top three or four at the moment. So, Cripper
2: Kri- so doesn't give much away. So, I just made a bit of a passing comment. You've, you've been pretty busy and had a good week. And he kind of, you know, talked it down. He got the vibe. Yeah, straight to Jason Horse for says, yeah, this and that. Yeah. So, he didn't give too much away. But, um Jason and I have known each other for a long time. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised he's speaking
1: to you at all after the way you treated him back in the day. Do you want me to go into that? No, I don't worried. want to give too many my, like, sporty night stories away. For those that are unaware, just maybe tell her. Tell okay. Have you got a slim okay. down version? It is a good story. Yeah, well, I, I can make it long. It's a good one. So because you and Jason Cripps, minutes. he was just finishing up as you were starting Yeah, so uh,
2: out. essentially, so we go back. Uh, he played for St Kilda uh before I arrived, he was delisted or not offered a contract, so had a few injuries towards the back end of his career. Old Cripper. Crookie, as we called him. He then, he then went on to coach St Kilda after after this happened. So I just put that. So we're all on good terms. So uh, he left, I came in, and the f- as, when I got drafted, Grant Thomas quick chat draft night and said what number do you want and uh, I used to wear number nine as a kid I said oh what about number nine he goes I don't think big Fraser Garrick's giving that up uh, Brendan so (laughs) don't get ahead of yourself and he goes and then didn't give me a choice after that he said you're wearing number 18 I said okay he goes I wore number 18 so anyway so (laughs) wearing number 18 first game of EFL football uh, down in Tassie 17 year old and I run out there and I'm I'm going all right for the Casey Scorpions at the yeah, time, yeah. The affiliated team. Uh, Lee Montagna's playing. There's a few other younger blokes. He you made a hot start. Made a hot start in the first game. Had had something like 23 touches at halftime. What? So I'm going all right. So <laughs> feeling good about myself. But after halftime, Jason Cripps comes and tags me for first centre bounce. Does and he say anything straight away, or he just comes? Just and comes and just whacks me elbow across. Yeah. Yep. So I knew who he was and all that kind of thing. And I'm yeah, 17 year. Old. I've never had a man tag me. Like you know, a few of the young kids that used to tag me—it's quite different to a 30-year-old uh, disgruntled ex saint Kilda player that I just. So I'm, I think you know where this is headed. So at three-quarter time, I literally had—I I think I was lucky to touch the ball once in the third quarter. Just couldn't—he's just literally belting the absolute living daylights out of me, abusing me. So I went up to Joey. Joey's like, "How are you going?" I said, "Oh mate, I'm, you know, clearly struggling." So what do I do? He goes, "Just keep working hard." You yeah, know, blah blah blah. I said, "Geez, he's—he's he's a bit lippy too." And he goes, "We'll give it back to him." <laughs> I like, what do I say? He goes, oh, well, I won't tell you what you said. Uh, and then so we run out there, first centre bounce. <laughs> well, it was the first stoppage, actually, second new stoppage. And he comes over, whacks me again. I said, pee like, off, Cripper. Hey, like I said, oh, by the way, thanks for your number. <laughs> oh. And at that point, he, he literally saw red. He looked me in the eye and he was like a raging bull in front of a, a red cloth. It was frightening. <laughs> I was scared. And it just went off. You little arrogant... You, I'm gonna kill you! This. I've only been threatened to be killed three times in my life, and that was the first time as 17-year-old. Take some coming back from that. Yeah. So the fourth quarter, I literally spent the whole time just running away from Jason Cripps. He couldn't catch me until we got to a stoppage, and then he just bailed <laughs> the crap out of me again. And then I'd just run away, pretend I'm chasing the ball, what I wasn't. You know that picture of uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Brendan Laid, K- uh, K- uh, Kate, Morton, yep, and Brendan, and Lade. Brendan Laid. Yep. That's what it was like for the last quarter.
1: One 48 <laughs> <laughs> Sam Edmund Brennan got uh, with you on trade afternoons. Give us a buzz uh, and, anytime time you like And then
2: he went on to coach him on good times but I brought that up the first time we sat down as I oh, think he was backlog coach at the time. Yeah. So oh, let's just talk about it. Elf in the room mate. <laughs> and he was alright about it? No he's still filthy but <laughs> he, we, we got over it. So it was a great man Cripper.
1: He's done a good job in this trade period. O four one nine one eight seven three two three if you want to drop us a text. So the Cooper Stevens actually just before we leave sightings, you, know, you sighted you cited Joseph Cripp's uh, Yeah this you've
2: got one. I'll throw this to you. You've finally Cleaned up the Josh Bruce rumor. So oh so- no, no, I have. No? Yes, I yes, have. You want I to have. touch on that? So I was that- cited early in the week at a car wash.
1: Yeah. Now and- we were able to almost go to the horse's mouth, and that's his manager Ben Williams this morning on SEN. And we were all we we're all interested in Jason or Francis. Just before you go, Ben, Josh Bruce, can we just uh, confirm that he's staying and happy at the Western Bulldogs? And he is. So there was sounded as though there was never any possibility of him so going you- elsewhere.
2: I should have left this for fact or fiction, but so did you ask about the potential medical at Melbourne?
1: I just said, is he going in? He said, okay. absolutely not. So uh, you didn't completely clear that well, up? Well, it's pretty clear. He's staying at the Western it Bulldogs. Is, but it's not to say that... Uh, no, we'd, that already cleared, we'd already cleared that up with the, with the Melbourne side of the fence. But I just wanted to see if the door was ajar, and it's absolutely not. Speaking of sightings, what about the one Damien Harwick offered us on uh, on the yes, socials yes. Uh, earlier on today? Uh, he said, uh, "Tell me how he tweeted. Tell me how you celebrate a great trade period. Without telling me how you celebrated a great <laughs> trade period. Wrapped to get the boys on board. Pumped for them to meet our tiger army. And there's a photo of him getting a manicure in. Yep. I'm assuming Bali or somewhere. Change man. Who would have thought? Who
2: would have thought? I don't think Dimmer would have seen himself getting a manicure probably ten years ago. Hard and tough Dimmer would be
1: get, not only getting a manicure but uh, gloating about it. Yeah, that's
2: right. I- incredible. He's putting himself out there.
1: Look at this new age stuff." You've got to look after him. Maybe Petty's next. Um, the Cooper-Stevens stuff and the interest from Hawthorne has, I guess, uh, instigated talk of a retro trade, if you like. I and mean, We've we spent a bit of time talking about this.
2: We're talking about it,
1: right? We're hoping for it. We have been. We've been big on this. The old player-for-player player swap that hasn't been seen for years, it was a simpler time back then, and I think you and I yearn for these times. We've had a three-plus roundabout before, and you've got to go back to 2014. Mitch Clark. Uh, Geelong to uh, Melbourne to Geelong. Uh, we had um, Travis Varco, who went from uh, Co- uh, Geelong to Collingwood. And who's the third Clark, player I'm missing? Mitch we, Clark. Uh, we Carl had Lumumba. Lumumba. We had Lumumba, of course, who went from uh, Collingwood to Melbourne. Nothing else attached. Just a three-player swap. Everyone happy. So everyone happy. So that has led to a situation with uh, Cooper Stevens. Could we have Tom Mitchell... And Cooper Stevens involved and Ollie Henry involved in a merry-go-round of sorts. So, would you reckon all parties might be happy with that? And I've already seen a few texts coming through as well: make this happen, this has got to happen, <laughs> a three-way player-only trade. So, Hawthorne would lose Tom Mitchell, they'd gain Cooper Stevens. Uh, Collingwood would lose Ollie Henry and gain Tom Mitchell. And Geelong would lose Cooper Stevens, Stevens and gain Ollie Henry.
2: Does everyone win out of that, or is Geelong still? Probably not, but let's, let's say... Geelong are the big winner regardless, yeah, according could, to everyone.
1: Yeah, we could... we could. Matt, what I will say about Cooper Stevens is, because that hasn't been discussed, at least when I checked in with it this morning, it was all around uh, draft picks coming from Hawthorne back to Geelong. What, what I will say is if this deal does happen, and it's still an if at the moment, because Hawthorne have got just an abundance of things going on with Mitchell and Amira, which we'll get to, uh, trying to get Lloyd Meek so in the door We talked about well. it
2: yesterday, that Hawthorne had nothing going on. Yep. Now, so, it appears had Gunston going busy. out, yeah. <laughs> uh, potentially, Lloyd Meek. We talked about it, or you raised the question about who's been worst on. It was either St. Kilda or Hawthorne. Yeah. Now Hawthorne's a late flurry of. Uh, well, let's see what they business. get for these guys. But
1: then there's Collingwood who are busy as well, of course, with Mitchell and uh, and Ollie Henry and all these sort of things. So he's down the he's down the order of importance. Cooper Stevens, without disrespecting him, that's the lay of the land at the moment. But I just wonder. There's a suggestion that if this deal is to happen with Hawthorne, that there might be a few people shocked. And what the trade looks like.
2: Yep. So there's a few texts coming in saying, well, if this was to happen, then potentially uh, they could use that pick. uh, Geelong give the pick to Collingwood for Henry. Yep. Would that satisfy them? But you're suggesting that it's actually not going to be anything... No, well, with Cooper Stevens, no, I think
1: I think this is going to be a later pick. Yeah, from so Althor. it won't be worthy or satisfying. I don't think so. I think this is. I, I think we're talking. I think, and people might be horrified, but I think we're talking third round here yeah. at the moment.
2: So that's that's not going to get it done, is it?
1: And which is extraordinary, really, for Geelong, given uh, that they would sanction that, and I think they're relatively open to it. Is you know, this guy is a pick 16 from 2019, from only three years ago, uh, a high a high pick seven games this year, and finding his way in the game. It's but, another guy, so... But you've got to look at it as a sum of all of its parts. So Geelong have had an unbelievable trade period, you'd mm-hmm. agree. You know, home run after home run. You know, they get Tanner Bruin in. Um, they get these guys in. They get Jack Bowes and seven. So they're not going to, therefore, block the Cooper-Stevens move from what I've been told if, if they're going to haggle over a second round or a pointy second round or yep. a, whatever it might be. I think they'll do the deal and they'll make it really simple. But it might shock people, especially Geelong supporters, when they see the mm. exchange. But... You, on the basis of it all, outstandingly good trade yep. period for Geelong.
2: You should look at from Cooper Stevens' point of view, he would be then hoping retirement at Joel Salwood. Um, so he would naturally think I, I can replace him. I saw him play uh, a VfL game doing working for Channel Seven down at Geelong and he looked impressive, didn't find a heap of it. I think for memory is twenty odd possessions, but he looked quite polished and yep and looked like he'd progressing well, big and he's a bigger body, six foot two yep. at the time. Um, 86 kilos, I'd say he's 90 plus now. This is, I'm going to say, the AFL information that's on websites is often wrong. Knowing from personal experience, so he's a good size. Uh, so he'd naturally feel like he'd he'd roll into that or be in a position to to take over Joel Selwood's position in the midfield. And then when you add yeah. Bowes in, that Borrell reports Bruin in, Bowes in. Yeah, so Atkins
1: s- has come on in there, and all the other name, Parfitt, all on a bigger. The conversations
2: crack at had with uh, Scott. Even Dangerfield was part of that they sat in front of Bose in particular yeah. and said, You're gonna play. So you'd suggest that's probably in the midfield. They've probably had the same conversation with Bruin, so Cooper Stevens going, Well
1: Yeah.
2: I thought I was next in line, all of a sudden I'm arguably third in line now, so it's in my best interest to to look. And by all reports he was arguably
1: keen to stay, but I think so. I think he was. I think I mean he's confident young kid, you back yourself in, yep. but then Just Hawthorne's there now. They might not be there in 12 months. And who's who's to say what's going to happen in 12 and 24 months time? The opportunity is there now. The deal, I think, from what I've been told, will be good. So you strike while the extension of
2: his contract on top of that. I would have thought one more year,
1: one more year, twenty twenty three. Of course, it'll be extended out, juiced it up, and it does save the cats too. Because just to say they can only make so many guarantees to these players before they get themselves into a sticky situation, so it does ease the squeeze in the engine room. But what a position again! Not for the first time that we find ourselves discussing just an embarrassment of riches down at Geelong, and they're not going to try to win every game to love here. So I think Cooper Stevens. If he does go later on today, uh, it will be for a, a pick that's uh, a, a fair bit further back than what his yep. ability would suggest. Just before we get to the break, on that, John's in Bacchus Marsh. You wants to talk about Cooper Stevens. G'day, Johnny.
3: How are you, lad?
1: we well. Good, John.
4: That's all. I just remember on draft night, when I'm a Geelong fan, when they uh, when they
3: picked Cooper Stevens, being from Colac down the Geelong way and playing for the Falcons, everyone just assumed he was a Geelong supporter, but he actually let, let it out that he was a Man Hawks fan. So uh-huh. I think he'd have no, problem, no problems going there. And um, the one thing
4: I'd like to do, like Geelong have been very lucky through this last period, and if we can keep pick
3: seven and, and, and keep our future first, I'd happily let Stevens go for not much,
0: as well as Radagalia
3: and 25 to try and get Henry. So, uh,
4: yeah, I'd, I'd let him go um, for more opportunity. He's not going to be getting a game in that midfield for a few years.
1: Yeah. Good on you, totally Johnny. Uh, thanks for the context on, he, on him, too. And he is a local kid. Not many kids uh, yeah. leave, leave Geelong, especially from, from the area when they're pointy and picks. Good on you, Johnny. I told you the Geelong supporters would be outraged by the suggestion. Shorty's text in <laughs> Third rounder for Stevens. Give me a spell. As a Cats fan, desperately hoping we keep him. He'll become a Josh Kennedy-like inside mid. Great trade period how... by the Cats. But let's not give this future star up for chips.
2: Yeah, but how long does he need to wait? When you think of, again, from his point of view in terms of what's at Geelong, but what's at Hawthorne is he'll play. And Do the right thing by him. He's only, I'm going to say, so you got drafted as an 18, 19-year-old. He's only hes only 22. And he's then going to grow with Hawthorne and be part of their core group that is arguably going to be in their next, you know, challenging for the next Premiership. Yeah. In, let's just say, at this point, four to five years. So in, in four to five years, he'll be 26, 27. And you know, in his prime, arguably. So there's, maybe there's, there's a, a really swap good picks.
1: opportunity. Maybe there's a swap pick. So Hawthorne have got uh, six, forget that, 24, I reckon even forget that. And then you've got to go back to 48. So maybe there's a shuffle later. All I'm saying is that it won't be a pointy and pick by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's going to go through um, for a far later option than that. Uh, this is Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Continental Tires, they're engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Sam Edmund and uh, Brendan Goddard down here live for Trade Afternoons at Marvel Stadium as some of the heavy hitters just start to roll in, BJ, ahead of a, a big afternoon uh, right here at Marvel Stadium for trade deadline day. Stay with us and take part. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight 48 is the number. We'll be back with a news update right after this.
0: Trade afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey, tilers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
1: Oh, yes, time for a Beaumont's News update. We start with Hawthorne, who have expressed an interest. In fact, it's a bit more than that in the young Geelong midfielder, Cooper Stevens as we approach the AFL trade deadline. It's not expected, as we just said before the break. Geelong will demand the world in a trade for him, given their dominant trade period to this point, and Stevens' desire to play regular football, and uh, that desire probably looking far-fetched at the moment, given uh, the players that Geelong are bringing in. What about Matthew Lloyd, uh, BJ? Um, so saying the findings of the club's external review will be quote-unquote quite damning when they are released publicly in the coming weeks. So they have to be released publicly? They said they were going to release them, yeah. The so findings. they don't have
2: to? They just said that they would. Mm, they don't have to. They don't
1: have to do anything. Why would you do that? They want to be open and transparent with members and they've appointed, uh, they're going to have two new positions they're going to fill, um, head of development being one of them, um, under the new coach, Brad Scott. So in that letter to members yesterday, uh, the President David Barham confirmed that those two new development-focused roles will be created. Head um, of high performance? Yes, that's right, and development uh, to support not only the new coach, Brad Scott, but the football boss, Josh Marney. And Robbie D'Arazio has been a, a busy Man at Connor Sports obviously in the trade period given he manages Jacob Hopper, Jack Bowes, Brody Grundy. Spoke at length around Brody Grundy earlier on uh, today. Actually we won't play that grab's probably a little bit long. Let's have a talk to um, let's have a listen rather to Robbie DeRazio when he was asked about Geelong's pitch to Jack Bowes.
3: I'll be really excited if I was John fans. I know a lot of people are looking at it going, where does he play? How does mm. he fit in? Um, we sat through two presentations from Geelong Footy Club and uh, they were really impressive. You know, Mitch Duncan, Patrick Dangerfield, Tommy Stewart. There were some really big, big names in there, and Chris Scott. Most importantly, who sat there and looked in the eye and said, we, "We,
1: you'll play in our team, and we'll, we'll, we'll trust that and go in that in that in that way." You'll play in our team. So when the coach looks you in the eye and says that, mm-hmm. um, and you've got even a remote interest in wanting to get to a brilliant club like Geelong, you're probably going to go there, aren't you? We're
2: assuming it's going to be as a mid, but he could. I think so. Yeah, he'll Played. play through
1: the midfield. But like all their players, you know, they're pretty... Play more
2: footy as a halfback at Gold Coast in the end. Yeah.
1: They're rotation-heavy side through there, though, aren't they, Geelong? So, um they've clearly um, sold the vision for him he's accepted and uh, we know that that deal is now done so that was his manager Robbie Durazio who uh, who I think it's fair to say not too many people knew who Jack Bowes was a few months ago and then he became the most desirable part of the trade <laughs> period uh, altogether the Josh Dunkley situation so still no resolution on that one as we rage into the final few hours here Brisbane and the Western Bulldogs remaining at loggerheads over this and what it looks like I can tell you that uh, negotiations are raging. Uh, They were yesterday as well. The Dogs are trying to get Rory Lobb through the door at the same time. So they're trying to do two deals at once here. Um, Both clubs at the moment, uh, all three clubs at the moment, um, really struggling to find common ground on Lobb and then also on Josh Dunkley and Brisbane. So this has got plenty to play out, I think. Who's going to buckle? Who's going to give in? I don't know. Maybe we will get a position, or get to a point when no one is seen to have buckled, and we get um, we just get a glut of pick swaps and future picks and everything else fair thrown in in reasonable. between that uh, everyone finds fair and reasonable. But I just uh, I, I still can't quite get my head around the fact that Josh Dunkley could go to the preseason draft and Oli Henry too, for that matter. What if we got to 7:30 tonight and the deals aren't done and both of them are in the preseason draft? Crikeys! Crikeys! Well, as a player, as a Ollie player, Oli Henry's
2: threatening to go. Back in the draft,
1: yeah. Sorry, imagine um, that as a player. That'd be a nervous, nervous time. Sweating bullets. You would be, wouldn't you? Well, Josh Dunkley's manager, which is Liam Pickering.
2: Pickers, his phone would be going wild. I would guess if just with a small chance that if he goes to the the preseason draft, then the teams that are ahead of Brisbane, what are what are our potential? What's sorry? What's the potential of us? Acquiring
1: Dunkley. That's right, that's right. Sammy, are there any cameras off the text here following the player managers around for season two of Show Me The Money? (laughs) They are... There DJ. is. There is. Oh,
2: there you and go. there has been. Usual suspects in I've front seen of the camera. I
1: think Colin Young will be featuring heavily in the sequel. Something of a redemption tale for Colin after he couldn't get his deals done last year. Very different story uh, 12 months on. I know Robbie, he's been, been follow- there? No, I'm sure Robbie would be. I think actually Robbie is involved heavily with the, the Jack Bow situation. So we'll front get a peek, peek behind the curtain on that Grundy. one. Uh, David Trotter, I think, was being followed around from Hemisphere as well. So. I actually love showed me the money, and nothing happened last year, so I think it'll be a great watch, 12 months on. But yes, the cameras have been following the player managers. I'm assuming the players are around as well, and I dare say we might get a few and you of them as
2: a journo would, on it, deadline day yeah. here. You'd love nothing more than to be a fly on the wall in these meetings. Oh, some you? of
1: them you just would, though, wouldn't
2: you? Yeah, I'd enjoy it too, but I think you would be frothing on it.
1: You reckon I'd be frothing? Yep. I, I reckon I'd enjoy it. I don't think any froth would be leaving my <laughs> mouth, but I'd, I'd probably enjoy it. Most of us would. You'd be loving it that much. That you'd, fly. you'd be that big bush-took fly that
2: buzzes around. That's what, how, how pumped you'd be with it.
1: What, what wall would you want to be on as a fly though? There's a question for you. you'd want to
2: be Dunkley. You'd want to be a fly in that,
1: in that room, wouldn't yeah. you? I reckon the Ollie Henry one you wouldn't mind being a fly on the table of that deal as well. Yeah. And then going back, the conversation Collingwood had with Brody Grundy for the first time. Listen buddy, we love you. We're probably going to have to move you on.
2: Start in your best So it's, it's in your best interest. You probably look elsewhere. Start oh. to look elsewhere.
1: Uh, that was our news update, by the way. And, Tollers, if you need stock fast, you need to get to Beaumont Tiles. They are ready to help with over 115 Atlecs completely and utterly stocked up. Tim's in Summary. BJ, I'm fascinated by the Hawthorne situation at the moment. Giving given that they're trying to aggressively turn this list over and and, uh, and start again. They tried to do it 12 months ago. They couldn't quite get there. It looks as though they're going to get their way a year on with uh, Omira and Mitchell departing. Tim, welcome to you.
3: G'day, guys. Look, thanks for taking my call. I I just want to put a bit of a positive spin on, on, on this Tothorn situation. Now, we know that not all these deals are done, but if we manage to pick up Meek, if we manage to get Cooper Stevens... Um, you know, I know that clubs, and I suspect Hawthorne's one has been talking to to um, Stocker, uh, from, from from Carlton. We then get a, a a number, a six pick in in the door. You've got to have a core group of players that that are, are you know similar age demographic. Um, you know, another three or f- or four years. You know, growing together. Um, I, I just really, really think that, you know, a short-term pain is absolutely worth it for, for, for long-term success. And I, I, I know we've, we've lost a lot of experience and what have you. But, I mean, we, we've also brought in, you know, Carl Amon. We, uh, we brought in uh, Blank as, as a fullback uh, through through the mid-season draft. Like, I just think that there is so much upside to the club. And if we can just um, get, get a couple of these younger guys in the door, I, I actually don't think it, it's as doom and gloom as everyone's making it out to be.
2: Yeah, I what, well, I tend to agree. There's going to be some pain. It's been a while since Hawthorne supporters have, have suffered a bit of pain um, after such mm. a successful era. But um,
1: Can you cut too deep, though? That's obviously the so question. That's the conversation
2: we had yesterday. Yeah. So that's it's a little bit for hard for us to say this at the minute, but that's potentially... The outcome is that you cut a little bit too deep, you lose those experienced players. Therefore, the younger players, you know, have no one to arguably learn off, um, and their culture kind of dissipates what they've created and kind of lose their way, which then can set them back a number of years. They certainly lost. But, yeah. what, but what is what is what is true? I think statistically, the coach that goes through a rebuild doesn't tend to last, unfortunately do they? So um, just stating facts, but unfortunately for Sam, the, the, the odds are against him. So I think it's really brave what they're doing. It's something that's needed to be done. You had ripped the bandaid off and really, really go through rather, rather than kind of stretch it out or yeah, that's run, right. run the risk than- of, of, of doing a semi rebuild and not doing, and you, and you may last like four or five years hovering around that, yeah, tenth to eleventh, ninth position, 9th, tenth of eleventh, and then let's just let's just rip it all the way back. Yeah, let's cop it for a couple of years, and then it's going to be go pain again. anyway. Let's yep. just
1: fast track it as best we can. But gee, they've lost a few. So McAvoy to retirement, yep. Shields to retirement, Gunston goes to Brisbane as well. Mitchell and Omira are going to move on. So. Um, They've certainly ripped the Band-Aid off this year, but you get the feeling that's exactly what they wanted. And would they lot more for these players? Possibly. But at the end of the day, the contracts are off the books as well. They might even contribute, as Jason McCartney said at GWS this morning, a bit to Jago O'Meara's wage going forward for the final year of his contract yep. as well.
2: And that'll be Sineggevin, so Jago potentially Mitchell be Tom Mitchell. So yep. you'd, you'd say... Well, you were part of the, the, the salary cap, uh, you know, uh, sorry, the uh, wage kind of investigation, were you in the top 100? Were you part of that? what The
1: top 100? Yeah,
2: highest paid player. Nah, I nah, think no, nah, you weren't nah, part of that. Nah. I would say that, yeah, Tom Mitchell and Jager are you know, up around the seven 800 mark. Yep. You know, so, ugly that's 1.5 million off your books moving forward. So, get their uh, salary cap in a really healthy position to launch in the next couple of years, young free, uh, not yet, but free agents and potentially young uh, players from other teams they could potentially target.
1: We've got What's the Deal coming up after this break. Just quickly before we get to it, James has been waiting on the line in Caram Downs. He's, he wants to talk about the Blues. How are you there, Jimmy?
4: Yeah, howdy, boys. Um, with Kuno and McKay back-to-back Coleman middle winners, Carlton really don't have a good small forward brigade. They've got Oes, they've got Durden, and they've got Josh Honey. They don't look like they're cutting it for mine. Um Four. What about Carlton seriously asking the question about McDonald and would he come out of retirement to crumb at their feet?
1: Yeah, not a player that's on their radar at all, to the best of my knowledge, James. I mean, you mentioned those three players, and I, I think that's why. I think they've got high hopes for, for Durden in particular, who's only a young fella and just starting off in his way. I think Carlton have come a long way in this position from, uh, the, you know, the, the Tom Papley days that's when they saying, went yeah, chips in for Papley. That, yep. Yeah, but that was a few years ago now. So um, I think they've found a couple there. The Blues, um, look, you never say never with Anthony Madon, Tipper, Woody, but I, I, from what I've heard, I, I don't think Carlton a are going to be a player there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll see what happens with with, uh, with Tipper, whether it happens in this um, next couple of weeks or uh, going forward to the pre-season supplemental selection period, whether it is Fremantle. Yeah, and Essendon. don't forget that
2: Essendon have to delist him, don't they, yeah. before he can yeah. go anywhere.
1: Uh, James, appreciate it. I, I haven't heard Carlton, but um, we'll see what happens with that. Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. The McSpicy range is around. And back at Macca's, can you handle the heat? After this, we're going to play a bit of what's the deal, I reckon, BJ. And uh, I've just got a name for you, but I'll uh, hold it back for now. We'll uh, flesh it out on the other side of this. On Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. Deadline day is 2022. Those Continental Tires are engineered in Germany and proven in Australia.
0: Trade Afternoons. For McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's, can you handle the heat?
1: Oh, yes, indeed. What's the deal is for the Ego Power Tools range. Think outside with the Ego Power Plus 56-volt battery range of outdoor power equipment. Sam Edmund, Brendan Goddard with you live on Trade Afternoons from Marvel Stadium. I tell you what, she's dressed up nicely as well, BJ. The scene is set but Who was that some... stage there for? Clearly, well, clearly it clearly wasn't for us, but just the big dogs later on. Yeah, that, that stage is looking grandiose. And what are we sitting on here? Just a fold-out sort of camping yep. <laughs> arrangement right up next to the ice cream uh, fridge. They that got any ice creams in it, that fridge over there? No, if you are smart, you would have emptied it. I'll have a look at that later. What's the deal? What's the deal uh, for the Ego uh, Power Plus range? I wanted to talk about, we touched on it earlier, the return of the retro trade. We pine for it, we long for it. And we've got a bit of a sniff yep. of Don't a couple here. Don't make it here. so
2: complicated.
1: Don't. So, Jager O'Meara, let's say he picks Fremantle. Just straight because, to swap him. Yep. Or because he's from Perth. His partner's from Perth. Tory. Some reports from Perth that Fremantle are leading the charge. Oh, they're leading the charge. Yeah, so I love that. Um, based on the fact he's from there, yep. I think. GWS, absolutely interested. We'll hear from them in a moment. But uh, the return of the retro trade. Lloyd Meek wants to get to Hawthorne. That's where he wants to play. Hawthorne are interested in him. Could the two of them swap, even if there is just a little sweetener of suspic big swaps he laid on? <laughs> don't,
4: what are you... We just, just talked even about if just a, a retro
1: that swap for swap, even. and now you're just saying another... Don't. <laughs> all right, all right. I, w- I had a moment of weakness.
2: Yes, you did.
1: I had a moment of weakness. Uh, by the way, GWS are right in for Jagger Amira as well, and Jason McCartney uh, said as much on SEM Breakfast this morning.
3: Look, there's obviously uh, there's established long relationships with a few people at the Footy Club, and obviously his great mate in uh, one of our co-captains is Stephen Cornelio. Uh, I was lucky enough to coach Jager way back in the uh, AIS AFL Academy days, um, and he, yeah, he's got some he's got some strong ties to other people at our Footy Club, both players and administrators. But we're under no illusion; he's a uh, He's from WA and his partner tour is from WA. So, yeah, he's, he's having a good think about things at the moment. So
1: we're, we're, we're very hopeful, but we're unsure where it lands. But uh, uh, we've definitely got to be in it to win it, that's for sure. So steady as she goes, if you like, there for Jason McCartney. We're in it, but we're realistic enough to know we might yep. not necessarily have the winning ticket at the end of the day. Do, and
2: you, do you have any inkling on who started the conversations first? Would, would the old uh, Stephen Kinglio wedding and the... the I couple think, of, a couple I think of boozy
1: chats. From what we hear, and I'm, I'm not saying this is fact, I haven't verified it myself, it was a bit different to the Tom Mitchell scenario. The Tom Mitchell one might have been more player-driven, not to say Hawthorne wouldn't eventually yeah, it, said something, but this one might be more player-driven. This okay. one might be more player. Again, I haven't verified that for myself, but that's just what people are saying around the traps. Um, so could Lloyd Meek be involved in that, either directly in, in classic style for the first time since 2015, I think, with Sinclair and Lewis Jetta that we spoke about, or even if they are... Involving another Ruckman? Involving, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, even if they're involved uh, less directly than that, but still related as well. And um, we spoke about Connor Stevens uh, earlier also. So we'll see how that goes. Cooper. I what Cooper So, wonder what the deal will be yeah. for uh, for Jager O'Meara.
2: And uh, just from the outside, you'd probably think that it'll be a f- it'll give us a fair idea whether or who Jager picks in terms of their team, because it, it's reflective of where kind of what he wants to get out of his probably his last three or four years. Freeman will be in position. They're going to let's just assume based on the last couple of years, they're going to play finals for the next four or five. Let's just say. Uh, Jagger is twenty Totally different stages, yeah. aren't they? Let's like, just the say so he'll teams. play for another three to four years max. Thirty two. Play finals, free men will go back home, up and coming team. GWS realistically, new coach, probably gonna be struggling to play finals in the next couple of years, and if they do, it'll be the bottom half, so their their chances of, of winning a premiership or, you know, going deep into finals are a lot slimmer. So then you got the a, lure of Sydney, the lifestyle. Then he's got his you know, his best mate and Cornelio there. Mm. So there's a bit the way up, but I think it'll reflect where he kind of, or what he wants to get out of his last three or four years. I like this retro
1: trade off the text. Retro trade? Okay. Omira for Sarong. That's more like it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, this question came in. Why is So it, wrong. So wrong. Why is it reasonable to let a first round pick, uh, Cooper Stevens go for a lower pick, but not Ollie Henry? Both aren't in their team's 23. So I said off the when we were talking about this earlier, that you've got to look at this via the sum of its parts. Geelong have hit home run after home run after home run. Yep. They can afford to just take a step back and not wield the axe on Cooper Stevens. Conleywood, while they've brought some players in, they've had to get rid of Brody Grundy out of necessity and they're going to contribute to his wage. They don't want to lose Ollie Henry. So there's a different context for both clubs yep. in terms of the trade period that they've had. How about this text from C McElroy, So Chris Scott has the ability to lie to people's faces. Bose is playing VFL. Facts. Should have kept that for fact or fiction. Oh, sorry, mate. No, I I don't necessarily agree with you there, old uh, Rory. And here's one for you, BJ. Question for BJ. Would Carl Amon be filthy? This isn't a bad question. Would Carl Amon be filthy being recruited to Hawthorne as a free agent to play in a midfield that he thought would include Mitchell and Amira only for the club to change tactics, he says, late in the trade period after he has signed and uh, and been traded? Those experienced players out, therefore, changing the trajectory of the club.
2: If, no, I would assume that Carl going to Hawthorne and his manager have, have asked the appropriate questions, where they see the list, where they uh, see the list management, where do they see themselves going, what their plans are for the next few years. He was well aware, and we were well well aware last year that they were shopping them around. You were. You were very strong on it. You were very deep into those uh, conversations at Hawthorne, contrary to what they were saying. Uh, so so I'll, I would suggest um, – there's no name attached to that text, is there? That, no. No, that he was well aware. So he knew what he was getting himself into. I was wide into. open. Yeah.
1: yeah and and so, clearly, when you go into a club, I imagine with your manager and everything, you're asking all these yeah. questions. As I
2: said they're interviewing you, but you, you, you yeah. definitely should. And most – this is how it happens. They're interviewing the club also. Because I think the interest at the end of the day was it was mutual, but I think there was a lot more interest from Hawthorne, right? Right. Maybe? Yep. Is, that, is that an assumption? Yep. Oh, yep. So, yep. So they, they would have asked the appropriate questions.
1: Righto. Uh, plenty of text coming through here, by the way, on Trade Afternoons. If you want to take part, 0419... One eight seven three two three I wonder if there 's a thing such as negotiation fatigue when it comes to these things like Ollie Henry and Josh Dunkley as well because David Noble spoke on it earlier on today. We might bring you that audio after the break, which we need to get to a couple of texts coming through jimmy i 've got yours we 'll try to answer that as best we can shortly as well. Great to have your involvement here on trade afternoon still to come bj 's bomb. Been a massive hit in the trade period this year, and uh, BJ's got himself into an absolute lather over his final day offering when it comes to the bomb. Bit of fact or fiction, perhaps a question never more relevant than it is on the final day of the trade period. As they just start to emerge and uh, come through the lifts and the doors here, at Marvel Stadium. The lights are on, the cameras are on as well. She's building nicely here. We are an hour and fifteen minutes away from uh, uh, the last day uh, trade um, paperwork being able what's, to what's be it? lodged. Three o'clock. The time
2: schedule today: three o'clock. Three o'clock three to to 7:30. can be lodged,
1: and then seven thirty is the deadline. So uh, it's all ahead of us here on uh, Trade Radio, and it's great to have your company. Stay with us. Brought to you by Continental Ties. They're engineered in Germany and proven in Australia.
0: Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? Welcome back. Great to have your company on Trade Afternoons
1: live from Marvel Stadium where the dogs and the lions and the cats and the pies are banging their heads up against the wall at the moment. Josh Dunkley, Ollie Henry, Port Adelaide trying to satisfy Geelong uh, as well for a Sava Radagalia. It is a nervous afternoon at the moment for a number of players, BJ. I mentioned negotiation fatigue. As you can appreciate, some people would have at the moment, particularly on those players and clubs I just mentioned. David Noble was on earlier. He discussed the concept uh, earlier on on Trade Radio.
3: Negotiation fatigue is an actual strategy that you can actually engage. So you just keep going away, going hammering away at a certain point, and it's called anchoring. So if you anchor at a point and just hold, you're going to wear the opposition, your other side, down a fraction. And if they get an indication that you're not going to move, which is the interesting one with the Bulldogs and Brisbane at the moment. You know, Brisbane have got to get it done because they've committed to Dunkley. That, that's how I read it. So they, they've got to get mm-hmm. this deal done. I'm thinking, I don't know whether they will, but I'm thinking they're the ones that need to bend a bit to get it done. It's a bit like Survivor, isn't it? Outwit, outplay, mm-hmm.
2: outlast. But surely there's not too many that are vulnerable in that sense. In yeah, There's not too many uh, kind of green shoots, is there? And, in doing that? No, nah, in terms of list management now. So they'd all know, they'd all know what... You know, each other's doing, and, and and they're playing the game game themselves, all right? Now so who's got more to lose? Who's got more to lose in, in this? A, uh, <laughs> he's been reading a lot and employed a uh,
1: negotiation uh, expert. Well, who, it, who's got more to lose in this though? Is it Brisbane because they've made more to lose? because Brisbane have reached out? Oh, sorry, we're doing that later, are we?
2: Oh, yeah, come on. You're still oh, okay. my thunder
1: again. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, my apologies. we we'll go up to Brisbane where Andrew's called in. I don't want to upset BJ uh, when he's got his apple cart and he's pushing that down the road. Uh, Andrew, welcome to you. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Um, yep. I'm just wondering, what about Cooper Stevens for
3: Henry? Maybe, maybe, maybe. 25 well, as well. <laughs> oh, I think,
1: Geelong, I think Geelong, <laughs> Geelong would love that prospect there, Andrew. I, I, I suspect uh, Colin would perhaps less so. DJ. And he wants to get the whole form. Indeed he does. And I can't see it, Andrew, although it would tie it up in a nice little bow, wouldn't it, for the Cats? Uh, Anthony's in Perth. Uh, Anthony, Jager O'Meara.
4: Yeah, um, I'm just wondering, um, why are Freo even interested in Jager in regards to um, just our current mid lineup? Like, we've got Erasmus coming through now. Um, it just seems um, like we're ageing ourselves up for no reason. And he's on a set. Damn.
1: Well, he's only 28 years of age. But, I mean, this is where it's hard for us, isn't it, Anthony? Because we're all on the outside looking in. And in the fullness of time, the club can state their position as to the why. But, I mean, David Mundy moves on. Um, there's well, and he played probably more midfield yeah. than I envisaged that he would this year. And and Fremantle might argue that if they don't have to give up a lot or pay a lot, then maybe it's good business. Yep. And then probably with the injuries to Fife, too. So And then
2: his positional change, more of a forward mid. So... Yep. That frees him up to, I, I, I th- kind of adapt to that forward role a little bit more if he is, or do, if he does stay healthy, of course. But, yeah, look, I'm not, sh- sh- I'm, I'm not I haven't gone through Fremantle's list yeah. of the fine two co. Who did he say was coming through? Erasmus. Yeah, so is, can he walk straight into that? Mm. So.
1: Thanks for the call, Anthony. Well, we'll see anyway. I mean, um, if he chooses Fremantle, they get the deal done. We're going to get the answers by close of business today. That's for sure. Uh, Jimmy, I said, sent a question in. Boys, any chance the D's will look to get a player from Sydney for Wiedemann? Also, what's the latest with Shaki to Melbourne? So, obviously, Aaron Francis, Sam Wiedemann linked. It's yep. going to be a three-way trade at the moment involving Essendon, Melbourne, and Sydney. I, I haven't heard of any player that's going to be moved on from the Sydney Swans. I think that will be a pick mm-hmm. that they would part with to facilitate that, if that's the way it goes. And the latest news with Shaki was the news we talked about yesterday. Is there is some interest so no from update. Melbourne. No update to this point. There is some interest from Melbourne. Um would it
2: it would only it would only happen if Wiedemann, if that deal was then done and they have
1: you would think so. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. We'll try, to, we'll try to follow that up. Uh, yeah, indeed. We'll try to follow that up during uh, the ad breaks still to come. Uh, if Bruce, Mitchell or Imira go, has there ever been a club, this texter asks, so eager to trade out good talent? Going back over the years, they've traded or let go of Gunston, Segler, Frawley, Smith, Hodge, Hill, Mitchell, Lewis. You can add Pitnett, Burton, Duray. The culture at that club must be toxic. Otherwise, why are senior players so keen to leave? you draw a parallel no. between bad culture and a, no. and a high list turnover? No,
2: not in this instance anyway. That's, this is I think Hawthorne being very proactive and, and being on the front foot in regards to, like we said, fast-tracking a rebuild and willing to go through some pain, short-term pain, what they're hoping for. Um, and again, remember, the clubs know what's coming. They, they know the 15-, 16-, 17-year-olds. So, loading up for that period, they know the free agency, they know what that list is going to look like three, four years in advance. So, mm. you know, they'd that, that have their long-term, and this is clearly a, a long-term play. So, I, no, I don't think it's got any reflection of their culture.
1: So, all these looking like they could go the distance. The other trade that could go the distance at the moment we haven't spoken about is Jeremy Sharp from Gold Coast yeah. to that, that club, that Fremantle.
2: That started early, right? It that was, did.
1: Yeah. Well, Fremantle need to stump up here. And I, I think a future second the Suns are holding out for and Fremantle are not willing to give it. So they like Jeremy Sharp, the Suns. It was one of those ones where, mm, reluctantly, if you want to have a look around, fine. But we'd rather keep you. Yeah. So unless the price is right, um, that won't happen. Braden Fiorini is off as well. I think Collingwood being invested with, with Tom Mitchell, I yeah. think there was also. I don't know if this it spoken either, about. Was it one of the two or at any stages of both of them? Well, I think that this... I might answer your question with this. There, I don't know if this has been spoken about much, but there was a feeling in the industry, and from Collingwood included, that Fiorini was going to be almost a mini Bose deal. And once it became clear that, no, hang on, we've done our Bose deal. We're not doing any more of that. It was like, well, oh, actually, so maybe tried, we're they... not as interested as what we were. Yeah, okay. um, you so know, they tried to get in first. I think so, and particularly another player that the Suns have contracted, and a the player they'd like to keep. So he stays. Um, no financial implication with that at all. And Tom Mitchell, I say, is the the one they want to get in there also. Uh, We've got Steve on the line. We'll get to him shortly. Jamie and Julian uh, in behind him. Might take a break on trade afternoons for McDonald's. BJ, and come back to those calls after the break, if you don't mind. Guys, uh, quick text if it was like Survivor. This is a bit unfair. If it was like Survivor, <laughs> would Adrian Dodoro be the first voted off the island? <laughs> Even when he keeps his head down, the tribe has spoken, seemingly. Yeah, he's got a weird way of keeping his bo- uh, head above water, <laughs> old Adrian. Continental ties. AFL Trade Radio, it is on this deadline day, 2022. Keep it locked here. All the moves as they happen. Sam Edmund, Brendan Goddard, back right after this.
0: Trade afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat?
1: Tell you what, temperatures building up in here, Marvel Stadium, which is a hive of activity. Welcome back to Trade Afternoon, Sam Edmund, Brendan Goddard, with you up until three o'clock, BJ, on this deadline day, right through until seven thirty. Number of players are uh, in the thick of a pretty uh, nerve-wracking and nail-biting afternoon at the moment. Can't be a pleasant experience but it will all be over soon. Now, your bomb's not too far away. I know you're just um, making some additional notes to that. So while you do that, we'll go out to Lilydale where Steve's been waiting patiently. G'day, Stephen.
3: Yeah, hi, Samuel. Hi, Brendan. Um, I um, hope you're both well. Um, Samuel, I just wanted to talk to you about um, the Isaac Rankin contract um, and the speculation around that. At, at the start, when it first came up, it was that he's um, been offered 800000 for five years. And then slowly, yeah. over as the works went, it went up to eight fifty, then up to nine hundred. By the end of it, Sam, you were saying I'm hearing nine fifty for five years. Mm. Um, Did I? And, I, and know, I
1: knew I said it, a, I knew I said a high amount. Did I say that high?
3: Yeah, you said. You said <laughs> I'm hearing nine fifty over five years. So, so this is this is my question, Sam. I mean, because that then becomes fact as soon as someone says it, and you have a mm. great reputation. So, so then that becomes fact. Um, but how much of it actually is fact? And how much of it is speculation? How much of it is guessing? And if you are guessing, is that fair on the player? To, to, I mean, the Crows will come out and say it's nowhere near that Oh, come hard so for is, you. is that fair if you don't know, for, if you don't
1: know for, for a fact? Is that fair? Well, I can't tell you who I spoke to because that would uh, give it all away. And the person I spoke so to wouldn't be source? happy with that. I can't give up my sources. But I can guarantee it's not guesswork, Steve. And uh, the person who told me would know. So... Um, I can't so they were say wrong. too much so more. You're so just,
2: you're just throwing him under the bus? Well, it's,
1: maybe on the length of the term, but what well, about
2: everyone, the... Fi- everyone got that wrong, didn't they? The finances, I'm not sure, are too far... Well, Adelaide must be like laughing in a sense. Ready down there that they come out and they're... The truth comes out. It's a three-year deal because it was. It, I don't
1: think any anything else was reported no. other than five years. That was. I'll put my hand up. That was a genuine surprise I think The whole industry was surprised with that. But Adelaide too have got a vested interest in in downplaying the the financial clout mm-hmm. of the deal too. Yep. You know they've got nothing to be gained by saying it's worth nine hundred plus. Um, so. Perhaps take that with a grain of salt as well. But, Steve, I went as close to the horse's mouth as I possibly could uh, without giving too much away. Clearly wasn't that close. And there's no guesswork involved. Or maybe there's mystery. It's the lying season for a reason as well. (laughs) Uh, It's the second language of football, as they say in the Class 6-1. And what's
2: what's the figure at the end of the day? Do you know the length
1: now? Three years? Three years? I'd I'd clearly stand by what I was told. You still think it's around that 900 mark? But that was what I was told. I take the person at face value, so that's where that's where we go. Um, and if people take it as fact, then people take it as fact. Um, we only try and to I present in the that information instance, that we they, get told.
2: They have to pay overs. They came hard for him, lured him back, and it had to, it, like it had to be really healthy. Mm. A, a, an offer that was too good to refuse. If it's only three years because as it, well, yeah, it would have been. That's that's the other thing I think that is confused a lot of people. That it makes sense if it was five years because it it is an offer that's too good to refuse, and then now it's three. It, yeah, 900. I know still how he's pretty looking, healthy.
1: But. He's looking over at Port Adelaide and he sees Jason or francis arrive on a six-year contract. He's probably thinking, what the hell? <laughs> uh, Jamie's in Parkridge in Queensland. G'day, Jamie. G'day there, fellas.
4: How's the cauldron down at uh, Marvel, boys?
1: Well, it's, uh, <laughs> uh,
4: it's nice and warm in here. I was just here. thinking can
1: before, tell you, Jamie. Jamie that it's that pouring w- outside. It is pouring, but w-
4: what a
2: spectacle this has turned into, the AFL and... Yeah. It's but Changed it's a bit, hasn't it? It's changed. There's it. cameras it's everywhere here. The yeah, documentary so it's crews, a really are, are stage the room. set up there just to set the scene. Jamie, it's um, it's turned into a real event. Televised everything. Just get, just just getting the most out of it.
1: Imagine Bj in his prime getting a trade. Now this room would just well, be in an absolute no. I, absolute remember, I, no, I know agent. you didn't, but imagine if you did that, in was your a,
2: prom- that was a little bit different to what these players are going through. Indeed, it is. I jumped on a plane knowing where I was going and knew that I didn't have to deal with the. <laughs> I jumped on a plane in the morning. I got a uh, uh, free agency
1: open. Jamie, we digress. You yeah, want to I talk, about, you want Sorry, to talk about Jager O'Meara?
4: I do. I'm a third-generation Hawk supporter. Um, I think it's great that, um, you know, some of these older boys can move out of the Hawks and have a crack late in their career at winning, perhaps winning a flag. Okay, if Jager goes to uh, GWS, perhaps Hawks get in. Uh, maybe an ender first-round pick for him. How does Jager help uh, GWS? He helps them with the young players being a professional and, um, you know, help them in and out of the club since Jager is a pretty good guy out outside of the club and inside of... He's a quality person, in other words. If he goes to Fremantle, he goes home. His partner's from there... Also, um, they could do a straight swap with the hawk for um, who's the guy that they're trying to get Meek. in from there.
1: Meek. Meek. Meek.
4: Meek. Yep. And right. I think that, that would be with steak, steak knives chucked in. What do you think?
1: Jamie, I'd be staggered if there was a a, a first-round draft pick involved for Jager O'Meara. Um, It won't be. I'd be absolutely, I'd uh, just about faint, I reckon. I I can't see it. Um, It certainly won't be. Um, Especially if you've heard, potentially, that Hawthorne are paying some of his contract. Well, that'd be more reason to get something back from the likes of GWS. But even still, I just can't see it at the moment, yeah. Jamie, that that's going to be the price that he would, could possibly command. And uh, I don't think uh, if it does go down later, more likely when it goes down later, it's going to be anything like that. But uh, anyway, who knows? Does we'll that
2: um, same rule apply for Fremantle? Is that, is that something that um, is appealing to them no, too, that they're getting him for cheap? Yeah, I don't know Hawthorne. the answer
1: to that. I don't, I don't know if, uh, if Fremantle well, would demand Hawthorne to contribute You're lucky when on or not. air because you have more homework. Yeah, more homework. Well, lucky we're not on air. Now, there's still Tomorrow some interest. Uh, I mentioned um, uh, Josh Shackey earlier. I think there was a text. There's still some interest from Melbourne on him. Watch this space. That could all play out. We need Sam Wiedemann possibly to happen first, as you touched on earlier, to facilitate that. Right. You ready for a bit of bombage? Yes. You're all ready to go. Here we go. It's time for BJ's Bomb. Everyone in the room here at Marvel Stadium just did a double take. You went to to point to the uh, boys out the back then, didn't you? (laughs) Drop the bomb.
2: I did not. Uh, Yes, so I'm going to drop a bomb. Last day, this has been bubbling away since the very beginning, hasn't it? And that's uh, I'm going to drop a bomb on Brisbane. If they can't get the deal done with Dunkley. So I made a passing comment yesterday that one of our listeners took offence to, saying that I'm not really considering Josh Dunkley in this. Because I still think there's 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 a bit of a biff now what feels like between Brisbane and the Bulldogs, right? Just they're unhappy with Absolutely, how it There's started. A beef. Yes. Bulldogs unhappy with Brisbane targeting Dunkley in a sense, even though it may have... Do we, do we know how it kind of began? Is it Dunkley exploring his options? or? Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, the Dogs would love to keep him. Yep. So, best and fairest winning now. So, Borough reports, Sammy, uh, and you've informed me of this. The Bulldogs, I think felt like, at the beginning, 15 and a future first round, they were... Begrudgingly accept, I think, is probably the phrase you would would, use. ...would potentially get the deal done. And to put it in context, uh, as we all know, that Brisbane have made a commitment to Dunkley, Dunkley made a commitment to them, and then it's then on Brisbane to get the deal done, which they would have said they think they can, or we've got what we need to get the deal done to get you here to Brisbane. So there's a commitment and a promise, essentially. So I just had to say that before we move ahead. And then Brisbane then then go on to shift out pick 15, which the Bulldogs, remember, were happy to take with a future first, to GWS uh, for 21 and a future second round. A couple of second rounds. So it's shifted six positions in the draft. So understandably, the Bulldogs aren't happy. So if you made a commitment you want him, you you stump up. Because then they've set precedence, or a precedence has been set with Taranto. Everyone's looking at that, saying it's got to be around that. Probably not... It was 12 and 19 again for Taranto, wasn't it? So, um, But it has to be around that. Similar players, they make a good comparison. Best and fairest winners, Taranto, best and fairest winner, GWS. Um, all that kind of thing. So it's a very good. But then Brisbane have asked back as part of that deal, 15 in a future first round, they would get it done. But then Brisbane come back and say, well, yeah, we are happy with that, but can we have 30, 39 mm. and a future third round back? Mm. And Bulldogs go,
1: what? Hang on.
2: Yep, that that
1: ship was never going to... So that, that has, was never that has sail. just
2: put a bad taste in the Bulldogs' mouth. And so then f- moving ahead, Bulldogs... Have said, well, look, if you can't give us anything to satisfy us for Dunkley, who we want, who's the best and first winner, we're just going to let him walk to the pre-season draft. And what happens there, there's still some big question marks, right? Because we said before, if that's happened, Brisbane are a long way down the, the line in terms of their pick in the preseason draft and a lot of teams before them. So Picker's
1: phone would be going off so you're dropping your bomb exclusively on the Gabba or is yeah, there any the sort Gabba. of splash damage at the Witten Oval as no, well no I don't think so because it's come from Dunkley in
2: Brisbane mm-hmm. I think yeah, so yep. it's their responsibility now Brisbane to get the and I'll drop a bomb on Brisbane because they need to get this deal done from the promise
1: the word they gave Josh Dunkley Jeez, that gave me a fright there. Uh, okay, we've got uh, some breaking news out of Dwayne's World, which is on on SEN at the moment. Matty Rendell says the Weederman to deal is done. Paperwork to be filed after the 3 p.m. embargo. Um, and he says it's great for Weeds. He struggled to get into that Melbourne team. There's a positive for him uh, with Jones and 2Meta and Peter as well. He needs to play. so uh, he,
2: he will play. He will, Unless he gets injured or... Essendon will say to you, mate, you're you're there. The spot's yours.
1: Earn it. Like train well. Yeah, pre yeah. Preseason, but, but you'll get every chance. He's playing.
2: He, you're getting every chance.
1: So, as of last check, um, that was a three-way trade. So, uh, I'm assuming Aaron Francis is done, unless there's been a backflip. Yes, there's here. no other information on no that. No other information Just wait given a here. we done, but but no other mention. So, watch this space. Perhaps Aaron Francis is a part of that, or. Um, if that hadn't been able to be orchestrated, it's just a straight trade with uh, with Sam Wiedemann. But we'll await confirmation of that when the trades are able to be tabled at 3 o'clock. Brent's up in Canberra. Brent, player salaries, which is a, a well-worn debate at this time of year. Welcome to you. Yeah, good day, guys. Um, I may have missed it earlier in the week, but what do you
3: guys think of making player salaries public? I mean, my opinion as a fan, we need the transparency. Then there's going to be a lot less you know, talking like about the Bose deal and things like that. List managers know what players are on anyway, so what is the point of keeping them private apart from the players' privacy? I guess. I mean, I'm a big mm. US sports fan, and all the salaries over there are public, so you can see what your team is doing and the moves they're making. And I just think it involves the fans a lot more.
1: Well, this is a uh, Kane Corn's hobby horse, BJ. Where do you sit with it? You've played the game. Would you be have yeah. been comfortable with you with all the details been, of your wages? I would have
2: been because. I could deal with the scrutiny and the backlash if, you know, people saying I'm overpaid, overrated, all that kind of thing. It's happened anyway. Uh, but it, yeah, I'm just concerned about yeah, the ability for, for young men yeah. to deal with it. Because remember, in in, NFL, uh, in American sports, they are older when they start professionally. So they come out of university. Four major- years in the college system. Yeah, yep. majority. So m- most of them are early 20s. Yep. So young men, whereas... Um, and not to say that you, players, obviously, are young men <laughs> like you're talking about. Everyone's salary, so, but it'd be, uh, and uh, Americans celebrate things like that. They celebrate success. We've got we've we've literally got the worst case in the world, I think, of tall poppy syndrome. Mm. So the amount of people that would come for players if they did underperform or thought they were overpaid is, I think, a lot. It's magnified here in Australia because of tall poppy syndrome. I don't think there's there's much of that. Or, or as much of it, or it's as bad in America. They celebrate players, celebrate players leaving. You know, basketball when someone leaves your team to go to another team. And remember LeBron saying, "I'm so happy for you. You got the deal you deserve, even though he left his own team." And it would is their chance of winning at the time because he didn't leaving was slim. But he was just happy for him because he got mm. paid what he deserved and a
1: shitload of money. Geez, they came for me for the Isaac Rankin deal, didn't they? I really wish I could. Tell you oh, where it, it came from. Don't be
2: oversensitive.
1: Uh, no, no, just a text just dropped there. But this is some context here from Ian in Modbury North. Boys, Rankin took a three-year deal as the new TV rights bargaining amount kicks in after 2025. Good point, Ian. Yeah. He'll yeah, be you, able to take advantage. Vince, of, you could, yeah.
2: Yep. There, so that's why, why didn't... Well, say that, why didn't Jason Horn Francis uh, just accept? Again, maybe because there's trigger there's, or... There's knows. things in the contract that would say, look, if because of the deal, whatever that uh, um, new CBA is, they'll get an increase based on that. When they... Again, managers aren't that silly. Yeah. so there's incentives or sorry clauses in that that once the CBA moves in the increase in that,
1: players' contracts move or that are already under contract mm-hmm. or in contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, just rest assured, people, it wasn't made up, okay? Can we just put that to bed? It's a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous suggestion that you... Uh, surely you're not typing that with a straight face. Uh, Trade Afternoons is for McDonald's. The McSpicy Ranger Macca's, can you handle the heat? Uh, that was Brent. Julian and uh, and Grav, I think it is in Thomastown, will get to you right on the other side of this. Some Continental Tires, AFL Trade Radio. They're engineered in Germany. Continental Tires, magnificent, and they're proven in Australia.
0: Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat? A trade news update for Beaumont Tiles. Hey tilers, need stock fast? Beaumont Tiles are ready to help with over 115 outlets stocked up.
1: Well, GWS expects an indication imminently, BJ, if Hawthorne midfielder Jager O'Meara will choose the Giants or Fremantle as he weighs up his next move. It'll want to be imminent because there's only a few hours left in the trade period. You're at the front of that line to get that information? Uh, uh, we're in the queue. We're always in the queue. And Amira is in Perth this week. He's undergone a medical for the Giants. He prepares to leave the Hawks after six seasons. It's a two-horse race. That's down to the Giants and it's down to the Dockers. Hawthorne, well, they're keen on landing young Geelong midfielder Cooper Stevens, Pick 16 a few years ago now as we approach the trade deadline. Not expected the Cats would demand the world in a trade for him given their so far up until now dominant trade period to this point and uh, obviously Cooper's desire to play regular football. And Matty Lloyd, Essendon great on the early trade today, said the findings of Essendon's external review will be quite damning when they are released publicly in the coming weeks. And there'll be two new development-focused roles created to better support the new coach, Brad Scott, and the football boss, Josh Marney. Um... There was an update as well uh, earlier on today, BJ, from Scott Lucas, Phoenix Management Group, when it comes to the trade of Asava Radigalia from Geelong to Port Adelaide. Now, this one hasn't got the profile that Dunkley and Henry necessarily have, but they're at loggerheads exactly the same way. You know, Geelong want more than 33. Port Adelaide are trying frantically to get something else to satisfy the Cats, and this is what Scott Lucas, Asava Radigalia's manager, had to say on where the trade sits.
4: Look, you're right. Uh, That's where it sits at the moment. Geelong would like uh, more. Port Adelaide don't have a lot more at the moment that's of value to Geelong. But with other clubs, if you look at how the the Horn francis deal was unlocked with West Coast and, um, and North Melbourne and Port all working together and the Giants as well, there's that opportunity that we're always... Well, Port are always looking at. Geelong are potentially looking at. And we are on behalf of the player because our job is to do the best we can to facilitate the trade that he would like and have it work for both clubs.
1: News update, thanks to Beaumont's uh, Tiles. If you need stock fast, well, Beaumont Tiles are ready to help. Over 115 outlets stocked up. Uh, BJ, uh, fact or fiction still to come a little bit later on. If you've got one for us, flick us a text, will you? 0419 187 323. Julian's in sunshine, though. He wants to talk about Josh Dunkley uh, as the clock ticks down. BJ, welcome, Jules. Hey, uh, just a real quick question for you guys. Uh, with the Josh Dunkley deal, do you think there's a bit of theatre to it? No. No, I don't. But, but elaborate. What what are you thinking here, Julian? So, like, so what I'm thinking, so a couple of years back, oh, we're talking a few years back now,
3: when uh, Dane Beans went over to Brisbane, Conewood has been very hesitant as well, same kind of situation. And I was just thinking, there's a bit of theatre to that. So I feel like there's a solution. They're just both trying to hustle each other for a little bit extra. Uh,
2: Yeah, potentially, but I don't think deliberately they're creating any theatre. I think in the best case scenario, Julian, they'd want it to go kind of as smoothly as possible. I think
1: Brisbane will lock it down quick sticks, to be honest, and and maybe the Dogs uh, too, so they can move on. I think at the end of the day, all clubs are just looking for the best outcome they they can, Jules. And maybe... You know, to extrapolate, there is a bit of theatre, there's a bit of bravado, there's egos are at play. I've,
2: yeah, I think theatre's created kind of... Uh, there's threats in, and, Indirectly because yeah. of the, ev- yeah, everyone wants to win, right? We're playing the game. They're, all,
1: they're all playing the game. I yeah. mean, uh, how many times did David Walls at Fremantle say, Rory Lobb will not be traded? <laughs> and and, and yeah. I'm sure come 7.30 tonight, Rory Lobb uh, will Julian, you weren't the
2: one that sent through the text that said, uh, uh, lol, Goddard, you've completely misread this Brisbane and Dunkley scenario. No, that wasn't me, mate. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Thanks, Julian. Uh, <laughs> what you trying, well, you got gone Inspector Cludo on Julian. No, no, no. no. Well, there, there is a text there. Uh, I've misread it. How? Like, I don't understand. Please enlighten us, whoever no, well, sent a, that text in. It
1: depends who you're for. Don't no, you know anything about trade period? If you're Brisbane supporter, you've misread it, and your opinion counts for nothing. And if you're a dog supporter, it's like, yes, BJ, oh, nailed that bomb. I understand that, but you can't be that blinded by your... Oh, of course we are. It's tribal. Of course we are. Uh, loyalty
2: to your footy club,
1: Graf, if I got that right in Thomastown, you want to talk about where Ollie Henry might sit at the moment. Welcome to you.
4: Yeah, you got that right, mate. How's everyone doing? Good?
1: Oh, Good we're mate. going well here. Uh, they're pouring in at the moment here at uh, Marvel Stadium. Graf, it's, uh you want to keep it locked here? I think there could be some big things in the works later on. Well, I hope so anyway. We hope it's all
4: black and white,
1: mate. <laughs> what do you got for us?
4: Hey, quick one for I got, got a question about the Ollie Henry stitch. Um, Think we're playing big hardball on it. What happens if we do send him to the draft? Is it just a compensation, or uh,
2: even no, there's no, no, there's no compensation. you he walks. You get nothing. You get nothing, Grav. yeah. So that's why he can walk to the pre. Uh, sorry, the draft because he's out of contract.
4: Thinking. So what do you reckon the term is? While we playing hardball, when we're happy to give off Grundy for a 27, but holding on to a 25 for a player who we haven't even given a crack.
1: Yeah. Cash, Cash basically. Yeah, yeah. because the
2: British... I mean, you- You've put yourself in with uh, salary cap and Grundy's deal.
1: Yeah, uh, you desperately want to keep Ollie Henry, don't about that, Grove, and, and you're not going to cave for for a deal that you don't think is befitting of the player. But what's given your um, your powers to be down there at uh, at Collingwood a lot to think about is that threat that was uh, that was rolled out yesterday that uh, Ollie Henry, uh, you know, two years into his career, is willing to go to the pre-season draft or at least threaten to to force through a deal. So high, high stakes for a young player at the moment. It was a curious play. It's um, going to be really interesting so to see where that the one Is it same goes.
2: scenario with Henry as it is, say, McDonald, Tip and Woody, that Do Collingwood have to delist him at, in any way? Or no, he just goes are, to just the
1: out of contract. He would just go to the, the yep. pre season draft. Um, uh, why is there Off the text, BJ, why is there such a disparity between what Collingwood wants for Henry and what people are expecting Geelong to get for Stevens? An earlier pick only a year before. Both hold similar value for mine. that's true, but we spoke about it earlier, the sum of the parts. on the totality. The, the totality of the clubs and the trade periods they've had. Position they're in, yep. All that points to why Geelong are happy to accept less than what they otherwise would market value for, for Cooper Stevens. And the exact opposite for Collingwood, who want to retain um, Ollie Henry, having been forced to get rid of Brody Grundy. So that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Michael's in Doreen. Mick, well, thanks for hanging on the line. Yeah, how
4: we going, boys?
1: We're well. Good, mate.
4: Yeah, yeah, just a frustrated Saints fan here. Um, just, just want your thoughts on uh, what they're doing uh, key forward-wise. Obviously, Max King's a great player. Memory isn't a second tall. Um, and, we, and we got found out a lot this year against the bigger defensive sides. Um, yeah, just want to see what you guys are thinking and why are we not doing anything in that space?
1: Such a hard question to answer. I don't know how many times we've got this question, uh, Michael, but it would be a lot, man. There's a lot of St Kilda supporters like you, I imagine, wondering, why isn't my club getting busy here? Geelong won the premiership and look how busy they are. What's my club doing to get better? Just can't answer that question for you. No, we don't know. You went for Degoa, you missed. You got Zane Cordy in for some defensive depth. Um, we established that Radicalier was on the whiteboard Bose. down there for a while. Uh, Bose uh, they, they were pushing. interested in. Um, so, look, whether they've just aimed and, and, and fight off and missed a few, and we just don't know about them. Which um, i suggest is the case, because they have
2: come out. Um, Gallagher and the, and the team down there have said that they're, you know, they need some support for Max King, Dougal Howard, so key defender, key forward roles.
1: Yep. Thanks for the call, though, Michael. Uh, Jackson, by the way, send through your fact or fictions now, anything you want us to uh, rip into on the other side of our next break. Uh, before we get to that, though, Jackson is in uh, the city of Melbourne. Go, Jacko. Hello? You're on the air, Jackson. Welcome. Do you
4: know any news about Aaron Francis and Sam Wideman and the three-way trade? And when the trade period going to start? the trade deal.
2: going to start. Uh, So, Wiedemann is going to Essendon, mate. We're not sure what's attached to that in terms of Aaron Francis to Sydney. uh... I
1: think they both happen, to be honest. Yeah, I think they
2: both happen. But Wiedemann to Essendon is a done deal. It's been reported. And the trade, all the deals uh, will be done between 3 and 7.30,
1: mate. They'll all be tabled there, Jackson. Uh, But thanks for your call. Uh, We'll fit one more in. Steve is in Carillon Springs. Stephen, you're wondering if the Bombers could poke their head up for Josh Dunkley?
3: Yeah, so um, I heard from a close inside source, uh, Jace Mayman, that works at the hanger, that Essendon um, might be making a late push uh, in oh, regards ha- to the Dunkley.
1: Has there been a sighting? <laughs> Has there been a sighting of Josh Dunkley at the hanger, Steve?
3: I'm not too sure, but it's a close inside yeah. source of mine, so like uh, Jase Maymon, he works down that All way. Right. But yeah, is there um, any possibility in terms of um, what, what can they can, what can they offer? He,
2: he, he won't need to go back through the facilities again. Maybe it's a phone <laughs> call to to Scotty, and because he we, we went down that path uh, two years ago, didn't he? What, so, a, what a twist
1: it would be if they did. Uh, I, mean, I can't. I can't see it can't Steve see to it. answer your question. There's,
2: there's there's no suspicion of anyone or no. him showing interest in anyone else but Brisbane.
1: Correct. Yeah, I think so much water has gone under the bridge. In Unless the, it gets in the two well, uses.
2: it'd be half smart from Ian Pickers, right? Just having. Bit of an insurance policy. It'd be
1: a massive about face, to be honest, Steve. It would shock me, but maybe we shouldn't be shocked by anything anymore. A couple of heavy hitters just walking in there from uh, from TLA, your old crew, are they not? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Petroro and uh, Matt Bain entering. Tommy Petroro has had a busy last couple of days. <laughs> Tommy, he Tommy's. manages O'Meara, he manages Gunston, and he manages Tom Mitchell as well. So three big hawks, one has left are another two set to follow. He went in there with a very impressive-looking sort of satchel man-bag arrangement,
2: didn't he? He was on the charge, mind you.
1: He wasn't in the mood for stopping, that's for sure. Um... Steve Sauce will be at the Don's, will be happy with him being outed on radio. So, anyway, we'll we'll see what what happens there, Steve. I appreciate your call. Uh, Fact or fiction coming up next, and uh, there's no shortage of material for that. Right here on Continental Ties, AFL Trade Radio. Stay with us. We'll be back on Trade Afternoons right after this.
0: Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy Range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat?
2: It's time for Fact or Fiction.
1: Welcome back. Trade Afternoons. Fact or Fiction time. I'll tell you one thing that uh, is fact. The pretzel jokes never get old. Uh, and they come through daily. Uh, one thing I've learned with working with you, BJ, is... Uh, so this latest text. Has BJ got a bag of pretzels sitting with him in case things get tense at any stage? <laughs> How did you not get some sort of commercial arrangement out of that, by the way? Are you asking the wrong person. Where was your manager trying to get you that deal? Ned.
2: What, what, yeah, what Ned? Ned's too busy buying supercars and supercar businesses and stuff to deal with that. B- all right. Deal with pretzels. Fact or fiction, Tom? What do you got for us? Uh, this is an interesting one. Luke Bruce is interested in joining the Saints, the Bombers, or the
1: Cats. No, fact I d- or fiction? I, d- I think that was all ruled out some time ago as uh, fiction. I think uh, he's absolutely. He's the, he's the last survivor. He is wedded and resigned at the Hawks too. Yeah. I might add. So uh, I think we can put it yeah, on. Yeah, re Fact or fiction, Alex Sexton to the Bombers. Oh, you know, in all my dealings with the Suns, I haven't asked this. I'd, I've had so many other things going on. I'm going to say fiction, fiction at the moment. Fiction. The Lions will swap Harris Andrews oh. to Josh Duncan. No, No, that's uh, fiction. These are easy at the moment. Yeah. Sighting.
2: Uh, just saw Adrian Deadora and Brad Scott walking out of a coffee shop with Josh Dunkley <laughs> and Tullamarine.
1: what do you reckon the success rate is on the sightings from from um, uh, I reckon so five far, percent not even yeah less one percent and yeah. I've checked a few out and they
2: are uh, yeah well they give still us a good laugh. five percent you know, five hours to go. They they do, but none
1: of the sightings have come to fruition. They do give us a good laugh. You know, uh, with uh, Jared Waitley on SEN earlier this year, we were ringing the trade bell, and we had a sighting of a of a player at a cafe with his manager, and I took note of the number. The next day, that same number texted to say, "I'm a delivery driver at a Tullamarine. I've seen this player meeting with that." I said, "Is he?" A- is he a barista or a, coffee dri- or, a, or a truck driver? So I called him up and he said, oh, no, we've got a mobile coffee cart, <laughs> which I thought was very clever. And then the um, line mysteriously went dead.
2: Anyway. Um, another sighting. Here's another one for you. Ja- just saw James Warple at a real estate agent. <laughs> Sorry, this is fact or fiction, mind you, listeners. James Warple, a real estate agent on, uh, is it Maloop Street in Geelong? Straight swap for
1: Stevens. <laughs> no. No, that's uh, that's fiction. This is good laugh today. Yeah, we've is... got our sense of humor laid on in None the None of these
2: have got any fact to them whatsoever. Uh, and last fact or fiction. Ollie Henry will get picked up by another team in the preseason
1: draft. Oh well that will be fact if he goes there. Absolutely he'll be picked up by another team in the preseason draft. If oh, that if it, would be really If they're asking me if if we think he'll go there the percentages would say Not no. Not preseason. So it's it's national draft. Yeah, I mean i just want him to be traded to be honest. What
2: security has
1: he got if it's
2: you know national draft over a pre why is, why does he get the option to go to the national draft?
1: I don't know the answer to that. Actually, I'm just distracted. I just got a text on Alex Sexton. Just to rewind a okay. little bit, uh, make of this what you will. Essendon wanted Sexton. Gold Coast refused to talk. Really? So that is one. He was that, in uh, and out of the team this year. I tell you, when he plays, he knows where the sticks are. He knows are, where the he? sticks are. Yeah. He has an impact each and I think every time. Maybe
2: two or three years ago, he was, he was, having, you
1: know, games where he was having six, seven, eight shots on goal. One for you. Hi, lads. Fact or fiction? Do you think King Dodo, Adrian Dodoro, is cooking up something tasty in the background? Adrian Dodoro (laughs) makes you laugh every time he's raised. He just gave a
2: little giggle. For me. But just the fact that he's calling him King Dodo. I can't wait to tell Adrian that. (laughs) He'd love it. he have been referred to as Trade Radio on our segment from one to three as King Dodo. (laughs) He'd love it. I appreciate all your fact Uh, or fictions
1: as they roll. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll answer that. For, I think it's Michael from Newcastle, is it? He Mark. keeps calling Mark, is it? Sorry, Mark uh, keeps calling King Dodo, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised. So, there's probably some fact to that because he's always got something bubbling away. He's, as you alluded to, he's a, the greatest survivor. In, in Survivor, he cr- creates alliances and he finds
1: Outwit. immunity necklaces everywhere. Uh, the tribe has never spoken for him. Outwit, outplay, outlast. Marcus is in... Now, and my One regret is that we haven't heard enough of Adrian this year because the trade period is poor yeah, for him. I mean, he didn't try
2: hard enough to get him on but you did and he, he doesn't no, want to bury Keeping
1: you. a low profile is, uh, is Adrian. Marcus is in Nari, Warren. Welcome to you, Marcus.
3: Uh, hey, guys. How you doing?
1: well well. Oh,
3: it's good. Um, just a quick one. I know there was a bit of talk about Lockie Hunter possibly going to the D's is, can you mm. put a line through that or could it be a late, late deal for him
1: no, I'd still keep the door ajar on that one, Marcus. Um, he's told the Western Bulldogs, and they've had that conversation, that um, a fresh start might be might be a good thing for both. It's just a matter of whether the interest is there, A, and whether the contract would be right, B, because he's got a couple of years to run at the Western Bulldogs as well. So the deal would have to be right. But certainly one to keep an eye on Marcus, wouldn't be putting a line through it. They keep rolling in here too, by the way, B- By the way, BJ. I just saw uh, North Melbourne, that whole crew walk in with, uh, with Brady Rawlings and tow, Brisbane Lions and Dom Ambrosio just, just walked, walked in. in. Yeah. Um, so they've still got it to do for uh, for obviously the likes of uh, Josh Dunkley as well. Um, haven't sighted the Western Bulldogs at this stage, but the club's filtering in here on no, Deadline No, they came though. in earlier. They sure. came in earlier, did yep. they? Okay. uh, Sammy Power walked in, I'm pretty sure. Big round of conversations about to resume here on uh, Continental Tires. uh, AFL trade deadline day. Uh, Thanks for the calls there, boys. We're going to Walter in Greensboro, I think. Welcome, Walt. Thanks for waiting. No, we don't have Walt. Let's go to Brett in Broadmeadows. We'll go to you, Brett. Thanks for waiting, mate. Sorry about the delay. No, that's all right, mate.
4: No problem. Uh, I'm... Just um, curious what's happening uh, with the Dunkley deal and whether you think that'll get done because I'm starting to think it won't.
1: Well, I said earlier, Brett, the the two clubs, I mean, they're walking in here at the moment, but the two clubs have been talking right throughout the day and we're talking right throughout yesterday. The dogs are trying to do Rory Lob at the same time. Look, There's no ceasefire at the moment, or there's certainly no uh, standoff. They haven't uh, reached a a, a roadblock or a dead end. Uh, The lines of communication are are open. Clearly, the Dogs aren't happy with the deal at the moment, or they would have signed off on it. So I can only assume uh, the two clubs are just trying to find a workaround as best they can at the moment, BJ. But uh, it's always been the most fascinating one since uh, the Western Bulldogs put their flag in the ground to say, they will let him walk to the preseason draft. Now, just on the draft, you asked me the difference. Mm-hmm. Got a text here from someone who would know. So, for a player like Ollie Henry, you go in the preseason draft, you put one year as, you know, $600,000 on your head, if you like, as a price. So, so nobody picks him apart from Geelong. And then when they get him, they smooth it out over, yep. you know, over a longer period of time after renegotiation. So pretty similar to the Jack Martin deal when Gold Coast and Carlton had that standoff famously a few years ago now. Um, let's go. We've got time to yeah, go but then, to...
2: And then why would he be choosing the, the national draft this year? Well, I don't think he would. I think he'd be pre-season would be pre-season. Yeah, he'd be pre-season because draft. It, and why just, it was
1: reported... National draft. No, I think pre season draft. Oh, Ollie I Henry. misread it. Yeah. But, My bad. But I'm pretty sure pre season draft. Yeah. Um, we might get another chance So he, you'd
2: have Ollie Henry
1: and Josh Dunkley in a pre season draft. You can't see it, can you? It'd be a farcical thing, given it, it uh, hardly ever happens. Um, it's happened a handful of times over the history of, uh, of the trade and draft period. Uh, that was Brett in Broadmeadows. Travis is in Alice Springs. I wouldn't mind swapping Melbourne for Alice Springs at the moment. Welcome, Trav. How are you, fellas? We're well.
4: Away. It's got a um, potential draft here of um, swapping around a few picks with the Cooper Stevens, Ollie Henry involved. I've got um, Geelong would go out with Cooper Stevens and pick seven. That would pick nine, Ollie Henry. Um, Saints would get Cooper Stevens and pick seven. Pick nine with Bradley Hill. Receive Bradley Hill and send out the pick Future second, which goes to the pies, and Ollie Henry sent goes off to Geelong, and pies get a future second from North.
2: <laughs> Blimey, you've rubbed a few in there, <laughs> <Who> haven't you, <laughs> you? Who do follow, What do you want to happen?
4: Oh, I follow Saints. BJ, Bucky uh, fan
2: too. Yeah, thanks, mate. I knew there was this kind of Saints was thrown in there it was a bit of a curveball. So that's Saints are I, getting Steve It's a, bit it a loaded a question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that would be nice for your Saints, Trav. No doubt about that. Can't see that happening just to get, at all.
2: Just to get involved in some way, the Saints. They just walked in. Did they? Yeah, Gallagher and big Ruffy there was towing the line at the did,
1: end. Did you ask them what's going on? No. While we were clearly, talking to Trav? Clearly didn't. Well, I reckon you should go and knock on their door and, and get some answers for us. There's just there's still send Ruffy a text now. Time. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Off the text, I'm not a fan of this smoothing out of contracts. And uh, it, all salary dumps, um, it just seems like draft and trade tampering. Well, the lever's open to clubs, um, to foster player movement. You know? Working within the rules. Working within the rules at the moment, but uh, clearly not happy with those rules. Why can't Dunkley do the same thing but put $1.5 million over his head? Uh, but then smooth it out with Brisbane. That's uh, coming back they to can. our draft question earlier, indeed. Uh, but much more preferable for player and club yeah. that the deal is done smoothly and uh, and everyone uh, gets their way in the end. Uh, Jason, he's, uh, he's over in WA. Just enough time to have a chat to you, Jace. You wanted to raise the Royal Ob deal and perhaps Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody as well. Yeah, g'day. I, uh, I was
3: just yeah wondering what you think about uh, with Big Lob. He's got a year left in the contract. Um, do the Dockers hold with that? Um, I'm just thinking, what do you think his morale would be next year if he's unhappy at the Dockers and should they let him go? And also, well, just wondering, <laughs> what's going on with Tibber?
1: Yeah, so just first of all, with, with Rory Lob, um, BJ, now he really wanted out this time last year. He was made to stay. And he wasn't happy about that, but he got on with it and had a fantastic year, maybe a career year. Another year of biding my time, biding my time, putting the trade request again. Now, if he was made to stay again, would he be so open to that, do you think, or was it uh, at a well, risk of blowing up? I would say it'd be
2: very disgruntled because you have got information that last year they said, hang on for another year. I think there was an understanding. there missed. was an understanding between... Rory Lobb, his manager, and the footy club, being Fremantle, that he wanted out last year, and they asked him, pleaded to him to hang on for one more year. And if he did that, they would do their best, if he still wanted to, that is, to come down to Melbourne. Mm. And we're at that this point now, and the goalposts
1: have seemingly moved. Now, we don't know if that's uh, some tough talk and some bluffing yep. and, and all the rest of it from Fremantle. So his, his partner's... Already here. Already here. Yep. So...
2: So I would say that he'd be very, very annoyed. And then that would make it harder for him than to stay at Fremantle and two, go on to you know, be mo- motivated enough to perform well for them.
1: Be a stressful time, that's mm-hmm. for sure, if you're Rory Lobb at the moment, uh, counting down until the deadline at 7.30, which is where we are here at Marvel Stadium. i tell you what, a building nicely here uh, in the main room, in the foyer here at uh, Marvel Stadium, up on the corporate uh, level. A lot of clubs filtering through, as we've told you, and uh, plenty of media around as well, BJ, as we count down to 7.30 in the deadline and also handing over here at 3 o'clock. So we'll take our final break and we'll be back on Trade Afternoons right after this.
0: Trade Afternoons for McDonald's, the McSpicy range at Macca's. Can you handle the heat?
1: Oh, it's been a lot of fun this year on Trade Afternoons. Uh, Lucky enough to have Brenton Sanderson alongside me for the first half, and then Brendan Goddard brought a real energy uh, to the second half of the trade. Well, you did, where BJ's bomb was great. Bit of fact or fiction uh, also, and uh, what's the deal was consistent throughout. But it'd be remiss of me not to go quickly down memory lane to recall, with great fondness, Sando's shopping list. And now, let's go shopping. It's delivery time. It's time for Sando's shopping list. Oh, I did love the shopping list with Sando. He went through all 18 clubs and did a magnificent job of it too. It wasn't, I wasn't privy to it, but I liked that intro. Just nod with approval. Okay, so we've got a bunch of deals to get done. We're about done here on trade afternoons. But in in a word, do you think that, does Josh Dunkley happen? Yes, I'm oh. a percentage man. Just a just a. Yeah, Set their no, that's fine. That's all fine. There's a lot of guesswork involved here, of course. We, we're not Nostradamus. Play the percentages. Colin Young just walked in, manager of Rory Lobb, Corporate Sports Australia. Does Rory Lobb move to the Western Bulldogs? That's probably the one I'm, I'm unsure of.
2: Lloyd Meek? Yes. Jagger O'Meara? Yes. Yeah, so for our sake, yeah, it's a player-for-player it's player swap, benefiting, benefiting both teams.
1: Both Tom, teams win. Tom Mitchell? Yes. Asava Radagalia. No. No, I don't think this one will happen either, just given how far apart the two clubs are and Port Adelaide needing at this late juncture to get something from someone else. That could be hard to orchestrate. Ollie Henry. Well, probably... i
2: want to say no, but then he walks. So, John get what they want at the end of the day and
1: they're... If we were on tomorrow, there'd be a big outcry. I'm going to say no as well, but you're right. The fallout from no is immense. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the same it with no? Dunkley. Well, oh, it is. It is. It absolutely is. For Collingwood to, for let, Collingwood is, yes. uh, to let a first-round draft pick a couple of years ago potentially yeah, leave you're for right. nothing. Definitely for, for Collingwood. It's a disaster. huge, a huge decision. So, uh, but at the moment, both clubs refusing to budge. Sam, Sam Wiedemann, we think, is done. Yep. Aaron Francis tied to that as well. And I'll just throw in Josh Shacky. Do you think he might end up at the Demons? Well, I
2: think, yeah, if, if Wiedemann's done, I think that Melbourne are getting to work on the Shacky deal a bit of insurance.
1: Been a lot of fun with you, BJ. Yeah, thanks, Sammy. It's been good. Trade Afternoons 2022 signing off. Don't go anywhere, though.